I think one thing that I have always taken like uh, very uh, inspiration from is uh, let me get it right here is the lighthouse. Uh, um, I always say that my stream is like a lighthouse, and I kind of got this term when I was in uh, when I was streaming during COVID. You know, a lot of people, their lives were very gray yeah. and a lot of them, you know, a lot of people in some very dark times. I feel like my stream is that that beacon of light, you know, that's a, a beacon of hope that people need in their lives to just understand that it's, you know, keep going and you, you just got to, you know, you just got to keep doing your thing. Yeah. You know, you uh, uh, my stream is that beacon of hope and that beacon of light to just prove to you that, you know, it is going to get better yeah. and uh, you'll find your way eventually, you know. a podcast for content creators to come share their stories, experiences, and advice. And today I have Gino. Welcome. Hi, my name is Gino. Um, it is a pleasure to be here, let me tell you. Uh, the All the greats, you know, before me, uh, I feel honored to just even be, you know, in the same call with the uh, Tardox oh, here. So. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. All yeah. right. So what we do with the pod is we get started with three random questions. So are you ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All I'm right. Ready. So, Good. when you were growing up as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, pilot. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be a pilot. Nice. All right. Favorite thing about where you live? Oh, that's a good one. I love winter. Yeah. I love the cold. So, I the snow, you know, we have really nice summers and we have really nice winters. So, uh, it's it's one of those things where I love the weather. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, give me the four seasons, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, at, you know, tail end of summer, you get that chilly fall night, and it's just you throw on a sweatshirt, it, and it's just it's yep. nice, yeah. I don't like the heat, you know. Yeah. I hate the humidity, and I, I I could not stand living in a place where it's only heat, you know. Yeah. That's just not me. No, I need yeah, I need some. I need a different season, man. Totally. Yep, exactly. All right, so you're going out for a re out to your restaurant for something to eat. What are you getting? Mm. What's your favorite meal? Uh I think that all depends on where I'm going, but I think my favorite meal of all time is the chicken parmesan. Oh, you can't go dude. wrong with that, you know. Absolutely, um, yep. You, you can't, you know, a lot of mom and pop shops around here because we don't have, you know, main brand yep. restaurants around here. So, uh, mom and pop, you know, they do hella good, you know, chicken parmesan. Yeah. So, and and the thing about the mom and pops, when you get the chicken parm, it's good for like two to three meals. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You can heat it up for a few days, you know? It, oh, yeah. it, it is great. Absolutely. It is great. All right. So welcome to stream. So let's start with, uh, you know, what what did you do before you hit that go live button? What's your background? Uh, yeah. So I actually love explaining my background. So this is a wonderful question. Um, before uh, streaming, I actually played six years of semi-professional Counter-Strike. Oh, wow. I started when I was 13. Um, and so... About a year or two into that, I played, you know, Counter-Strike, and then I realized I could go, like, semi-professional. I played, a, a like, lower, you know, lower-level Counter-Strike, not, you know, your big Cloud9, Team Liquid, like, yeah. all of those teams and stuff like that. Um, but I played at a lower level at them, and that's what I did for six years. Wow. Um, and then I, something, one day I just quit my team, and I lost all, all motivation, but I, di I didn't quit because, um, you know, they were bad or whatever. Uh, it was honestly the the attitude that the community had, yeah. you know, um, I think that's why I sh uh, do so much positivity and like spread that positivity nowadays. It's because Counter-Strike was such a terrible like 
time for me when it comes to like egos and yeah. attitude and a bunch of that stuff. Oh, so wow. I started I started streaming. Um, and instead of you know focusing on you know the negative and stuff that you yeah. know my teams did and everything like that, uh, I've just you know started the positivity wow. train. You know, so uh, that's why I started streaming. And nice. uh, that's why I have a little bit of good aim in game. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> cool. Now, where did video games start for you? What were some of the early um, games? So this is this is actually a story that a lot of people don't know about. Um, in Modern Warfare 2, when it first came out, I was actually top 2,000 at the time at yeah. the age of nine. Oh so my God. I, um, <laughs> I was really good at Modern Warfare 2. I was doing really, really good. Um, and I just started gaming from there. I think I gamed before that on like a Game Boy or some something like that. Yeah. I think a, I think it's I think it's a GameCube. I don't know if you've ever heard of a GameCube. It's oh, yeah. rare nowadays, but I'm um, 50, the GameCube. So I've I've got yeah. stuff. You know, I've got well, stuff here that's older than you probably. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. But um, for the people that might not know, the GameCube was basically a you know uh, one of those things. It's kind of like a. A modern or a, a, a past gaming system you know it's like your xbox but it's uh it was good i played that with a lot of friends yeah um i actually wasn't allowed online for a while yeah. uh with my parents and stuff and then my grandfather bought me an xbox card like an xbox live card for a month yeah and i think it just it it spiraled it spiraled from there you know nice. so uh it was it was wonderful. Oh yeah. man! So you were one of those kids that we hated, you know, playing yeah, Modern Warfare. Yeah, one hundred percent. Who the f yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I even still say that it's true. I'm, you know, I feel bad because I'm playing this game for a living, and people coming home from nine to fives, and they're just getting jumped out on balconies from me. I feel really bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So now looking back over the years, what were some of mm -hmm. your favorite games you you really you know dug dug into and enjoyed? Yeah, Modern Warfare 2 has got to be up there. Modern yeah. Warfare 2, in my opinion, was my favorite game of all time. There's going to be nothing that comes close to that. Yeah. Um, Black Ops 2 was good. A lot of the CODs that I played uh, were just great. They yeah. were they were, they were were wonderful. Um, so I, I'd say most of the CODs. Uh, I didn't really have games outside of it. Counter-Strike. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Madden. I played yeah. a lot of Madden growing up. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Um, but other than that, you know, most of the mainstream games I enjoyed back then. So yeah. uh, not nothing like Tarkov back then. Uh, so. And now, you know, if you have you jumped back to COD at all and seen if you still got those quick reflexes? Yeah, I, I so I dropped back into the newer one. Yeah. I like it, but um, I, I, you know, no hate the COD, but the the it's a uh, it's a factory. It reminds me of like a factory produced item. You mm -hmm. know, it's just it's meant for the you know quantity, not quality. Yeah. You know, so the newer cods I just can't really mess with nowadays. Yeah. You know, because uh, a lot of them are they at least to me they seem like they are you know kind of watered down versions of the past cods, yeah. and uh, I just haven't enjoyed them since Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, my you know my probably my favorite COD would be Black Ops Two. That was mm -hmm. the you know great story, mm. and you know we would do some of the maps on that one. Like Hijack was the boat one, and we I would love that yep. dude. We would do gun game, and but the gun game was if you got stabbed, you got set mm. back ten paces. So we would have oh. gun games that would last for like an hour. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, dude, yeah, That's those are awesome. good times. Yeah. Did you play zombies? I, I assumed didn't get you played zombies. zombies. No, my son loved zombies. I just couldn't yeah. get into it. I love zombies. Yeah. Black Ops 2 zombies were my favorite. So now, when did you jump from console to PC? And, and you know, because that's a big adjustment, you know, going mm -hmm. from a controller to mouse and keyboard. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, so I, like I said, I think, uh, uh, you know, age of 13, I started Counter-Strike. So that's when I got my first computer. Mm -hmm. um, it was a really run-down computer at the time. But, you know, it worked, right? Yeah. So before that, I actually played on a laptop, on the on the trackpad. Oh, so, shoot. Uh, I was not that good, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to sit here and say that I was some beast. Yeah. I was not good. Um, but I played on the trackpad, and then I got a PC um and the first game that i played was counter-strike yeah. so i don't know how i feel about that now thinking about it but uh <laughs> yeah i played counter-strike i got in the arma a little bit yeah. um but it, the transition was kind of easy for me because i think uh i think i've just i think at the age that i was at you yeah. know it's easy for me to pick up something True. you know like if i picked up a sport at that time it would have been easy to pick up a sport you yeah. know um so i think that's what happened with um with that, yeah, yeah, I think I picked that pretty up pretty okay. er, like pretty easily. Cool. So now you said you jumped into streaming because you got sort of burnt out on Counter Strike. So mm -hmm. what was you know what was that first streaming experience like? You you fired it up and you know you had strangers coming in and <laughs> so I streamed. I, I should have mentioned this before. I streamed a little bit beforehand, but it was just to my buddies in high yeah. school. They wanted to watch me play Counter Strike. Um, so I kind of had an idea of what was going on. You know, I would stream on holidays and stuff yeah. when I was playing Counter-Strike um, and when we didn't have team practices and stuff like that. And that was fun. Um, so I think I had a little bit. So it wasn't like I was just going straight in the Tarkov and streaming yeah. that. Um, but when I did start Tarkov, I must admit, it was very, very scary. Yeah. Especially, um, it was it was almost intimidating because it was at the time where Tarkov was truly, like, kind of blowing up. Mm -hmm. I started back in uh, early 2020. So it yeah. was around that time where... HK meta, you know, foul yeah. meta, all the, all the, you know, OGs of Tarkov remember that. Right. And, um, I think that's something where I was very, really intimidated streaming. You know, I felt like there was just so many people already streaming and mm -hmm. that I wouldn't be able to do anything. And I feel like a lot of people are afraid of that. Um, especially with, you know, nowadays there's oh, God, a lot yeah. of streamers compared to, you know, players nowadays. Um, but it was very intimidating. And so I went into it with, uh, just, you know, hope and dreams that, you know, maybe one day I'd do something. But I did it for the people, you know, yeah. like that's, you know, that's what I did it for. I just wanted to make people's days better. Um, and then uh, I, I mentioned this to stream all the time. I went through a little bit of a like a like a like a heartbreak thing back yeah. then. And uh, I think it motivated me because, you know, as sappy as it might be, I, I felt really alone at that time. So yeah. I streamed because I didn't want to feel alone. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I realized that. You know, a lot of people also felt alone at that time. You yeah. know, COVID starting. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were, you know, in their bedrooms, just no social interaction. Right. So it, was a, it allowed me to kind of be that guy that kind of stepped up to the plate and like, you know, hey, it's going to be okay, you yeah. know, and just uh, just continued on from there. You know, I, yeah. I never wanted anybody to feel the way that I was, you know, the alone way that yeah. I felt, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's really cool. Like, I've had a bunch of people on who've been doing this mm -hmm. for years and – the community that's grown from just those people going, you know, streaming live. And yeah. you know, we're talking friends that have been watching, you know, they've turned into friends over five years, eight years yep. of streaming. It's amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. One of, the, one of the best feelings as a streamer, I feel like, is, you know, seeing your community kind of grow, not in like a, uh, not in like a monetary value, but yeah. like, um, Seeing seeing sub badges, for example, yeah. right? Uh, like you know, thirteen month, fourteen month sub badges when it felt like that man subscribed yesterday, you know. Yeah. And it's like it's wonderful because it felt it it feels like a sense of growth, you yeah. know. It feels like you're doing something right, and somebody wants to support you for that long. 
And yeah. uh, it was really, really good. Well, and then also the other aspect of this is, you know, if you're if you're one of these streamers that is, you know, you're, you're community focused, a lot of interaction mm-hmm. back and forth, you almost end up being like that, you know, that local bartender guy. You know, people are yeah, coming in exactly. and you, just, you know everybody's stories yeah. and it's just it's a it's a, a warm place. To I be. like that. Yeah, that it's great. Um, I love the, the atmosphere that, you know, my stream provides. But I will say I think it's a I, I've mentioned this before. Uh, I think growing as a creator like myself is a little harder just because of the fact that I focus interaction and I focus, you know, chat yeah. over the game. And I'm not saying other streamers don't do that. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, a lot of streamers are really good and I'm not. So, yeah. you know, it's very hard to grow in a, in a, you know, from a positive standpoint, because, you know, in a, in a world nowadays, you know, a lot of people are, I feel like the, a lot of wrong people are in it for the clicks and the interactions, yeah. you know, and, um, it's one of those things that I don't really do that. You know, I don't really get into a lot of those clicks, those views yeah. and stuff like that. I kind of just do my own thing, you know, and uh, it's been very hard to grow, but we're doing we're doing our best. That's you know? excellent, man. Yeah, because sometimes you see the people who are trying to do it, either they have a gimmick going or yeah. there's just straight up head cracking. And that's that's what gets people to drawn in, you know, drawn yep. into their streams. But, yeah, it is it can be tough to do it. Just, you know, just positivity mm-hmm. and, and just a, a interactive community. Yeah. Exactly. And I think uh, I think something that you should also mention is um, w- the way that people come in, you know, people will often come in when they're having a bad day. Yeah. You know, so when they're not having a bad day, they'll go to somebody else. And that's yeah. OK. I want them to do that, you know, but yeah. uh, it's one of those things. It's just really hard to grow with that, you know. Yeah. And now, you know, since you first went live, what's been some of the highlights that stick out for you? Um, I I this is I love these questions. <laughs> I love getting to ask <laughs> questions. Um. Uh, probably the number one moment is my mom getting a PMC kill. Oh, uh, it's yes. pinned on my Twitter. Uh, a lot of people have seen it. Uh, I think that's that's one thing that I I I will always cherish. Yeah. You know, my mom getting a PMC kill is one of the greatest moments of my <laughs> life. So uh, uh, definitely that. Awesome. And now, so you know, what does what do mom and pops think? Like, you know, like can do they understand that this is a career? And yeah. you know, because some people. It's, don't like you're just playing video games why is somebody watching you it was very hard to convince them even when i was playing counter-strike for six years you know when i turned 16 i could have went and got a job at subway but i told them i i kind of had a vision with this you know and um i think one way that really opened their eyes was when i took them to a tournament called esl1 new york Mm -hmm. and it was a uh, it's a counter-strike tournament for people that don't know um and it was in you know brooklyn in the the net stadium i believe so oh, wow. it was in um it was in one of those stadiums and yeah. we went there and they realized how huge it could be you know yeah. these players are making hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. and they're they're salaried and i think that's when they kind of realized that like i could do this you know yeah. i could make it if i do make it i can make a lot of money and i think that's something where my mom never told me to get a job yeah um my mom you know has always supported me in a sense of you know Take it at your own pace. Yeah. And uh, when I started streaming, when I uh, it was it's funny because I told her I was like I'm kind of retiring from Counter Strike. Yeah. She freaked out. She was like, <laughs> you know, you put all these years of you know your life into yeah. this, and like, uh, what are you gonna do now? Are you gonna get a job? And I was like, you know, I'm gonna try streaming for a little bit and yeah. see where that takes me. And um, that's when COVID hit. Yeah. Uh, and so my parents took the executive decision to take me off for a year. Yeah. Um, of college, and it. It's been uphill ever since, you know, uh, oh, wow. haven't looked back and, yeah. you know, the stream really did well. 
And uh, I think one of the greatest moments was showing my mom my first paycheck. I think that was the yeah. greatest. That oh, was that's awesome. that was so awesome, man. Um, just showing her that I could yeah. do this. You know, it really meant the world. Oh, cool. And now, if you were back on the college path, what were you taking? Mm-hmm. What do you think you would end up doing at the end of college? So it's funny. What I was going to do in college is actually what helps me now is graphic design. Okay. I do a lot of my thumbnails. I do all my emotes. I do you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I was going to go to college to kind of uh, do some graphic design. I was going to go to the community college, yeah. do some, uh, see if I could get a job there. Yeah. But um, I'm going to be honest, you know, it's, I, I took four years of graphics in, in high school. Yeah. So I wouldn't have really broadened my skills that much in college, especially, you know, a community two-year yeah. college. Um, but uh, that's what I was going to do in college. Oh, I was going to do graphic design. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I've learned more now just by, you know, learning right. stuff and yep. kind of doing it, doing it myself, you know, uh, than college could ever teach me, yeah. to be honest with you. Well, because you're in real world now at this point. You know, you're seeing, yeah. like, you're making your, your logos, you're making your thumbs, you're seeing mm-hmm. what's taking off, what's Paying not. taxes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Totally. So now, you know, since you went live, what are some of the hardest things about, you know, sitting in that chair and playing video games? Because it's mm-hmm. more than that. Uh, yeah, 100%. And I, I think something that's not talked about enough with uh, streaming is mental health. Yeah. And that's something that I try and always advocate. Um, mental health is really, really important. Um, and so with mental health, I think one of the things that's um, underlooked is how we have to maintain a positive attitude the entire stream. Yeah. If we don't, unfortunately, we we suffer. Yeah. And um, it's one of those things where if I'm having a bad day and bad days are pretty common, you know, the past uh, probably uh, two years or so, yeah. um, just because, you know, anxiety and growing up and stuff, it's just been a lot, right? Yeah. So um, it's really hard some days to, you know, maintain a positive attitude. And then you get on a game like Tarkov where it's already mm-hmm. difficult and – you know, you don't really want to do anything um, besides live, and you aren't living. So yeah. <laughs> Tarkov is one of those games that definitely sends you down the gutter, right? So yeah. I think maintaining a positive, like a positive attitude, and uh, you know, maintaining a good mood the entire time is one of the hardest things for me as a streamer. Yeah, yeah, because like you know, I think we talked earlier. Nobody wants to watch a content creator or streamer who is in a bad space because there's yeah, exactly. so many more people I can go to and be in a good mood and watch watch somebody exactly. else. Exactly. Yep. And it's it's. It's weird at times because there are some people that I feel like do well. You know, uh, there's been a lot of people recently on TikTok and stuff that have done well by, you know, promoting negativity. And I, I think I, I, I'm always going to stay true to my roots. And, you know, my, my mom has always taught me, you know, kindness over everything. And yeah. I, I think that's something that's very important to me is to stay true to myself and allow myself to truly not dwell on the negativity and kind of just, you know, move on with the positivity. Yeah, Absolutely. And now, how did so? What is uh, your Twitch partner story? Yeah, so I, I think I really started doing well uh, late 2020 yeah. when COVID was kind of at its peak. You know, it was winter time, so everybody was inside. Yeah. Um, and COVID, you know, nobody was really going out. Everybody was working from home. It seems, um, and it was wonderful. Uh, having so many people come in, you know, needing, you know, just somebody wanting to talk to, and yeah. uh, it was great. And I. I slowly started to gain a community. Uh, the year of 2020 actually averaged 20 viewers. The year yep. before that, I didn't really stream much, but I averaged four. Yeah. Um, then I got 20 viewers, and I was like, "Wow, this is great!" You know. Yeah. Um, in 2021, 
I want to say wipe happened uh, around Christmas that yep. year again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something like that happened. And I just, it blew up. My TikTok blew up. Um, I think that's the one thing that really helped me get partner yep. was TikTok. Um, it allowed me to kind of get a lot of people in at once. Yep. And um, ever since then, you know, I, you know, I hit partner in March of 2021. Yeah. I think April, maybe. Uh, and I was at my grandmother's house when I got it. Oh, wow. Uh, I got the email and I was jumping up and down. <laughs> my mom was jumping up and down. But my grandmother was staring at us like we're crazy. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was great. Uh, drove home in the bed. Like, that was the best drive of my yeah. life, oh, you know, nice. driving home when I got the email. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's just something that's. Uh, that really meant a lot to me, yeah. you know, uh, especially the being able to share it with my mom yeah. was something that was really big for me. That is awesome. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I've noticed from all the people I've talked to on the pod is the people who are succeeding, it's they've mm-hmm. got a great support infrastructure around them, whether it's a spouse, whether it's their family, it's it's yep. such a it's just a, you know, a, just a safety net that yep. lets you take that risk, that step forward and if if something happens, they're there to support yep. you. It's a content creation. I said this actually the other day on stream. Content creation is very lonely. Yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way, but uh, it, it, it gets very lonely at times. You know, yeah. you, uh, you, you work a lot and uh, you do a lot of things to where you don't really need somebody else. So, you know, you spend time alone and uh, it gets really lonely in the discord call at night when you're just, you know, sitting there editing videos. Yeah. And uh, it's very important, important to have somebody like that, you know, uh, a support system. And somebody that tells you, you know, on those bad days, you know, don't yeah. give up, keep going, right? Those are those are the best people. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is it is all you, you know. It's every mm-hmm. every just like um, you know, there was a great uh, video on Netflix with uh, about a tennis player, Marty Fish, mm-hmm. who is he was one of the probably the first big name, you know, professional um, athletes that wow. basically suffered anxiety. At the peak of like the U.S. Open, his quarterfinals against Roger Federer, mm-hmm. and he basically pulled out because the anxiety got him to the point wow. where he shut down. Yeah, and then the whole thing was just about him talking about dealing with it, and you know, in mm-hmm. likewise with content creators, you guys are all alone. Your decisions are all you. You can't just if you have a bad day, you can't rely on a teammate or a coworker to pick you yeah, up. Yeah, exactly, that day. exactly. You can't. Um, it's a very lonely field. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, you, you got, you're in it for yourself. And, um, especially, uh, nowadays, I feel like a lot of people are in it for the monetary value, yeah. which I don't really necessarily, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to, you know, front and say that I'm not in it because it does pay my bills. Right. You know, IRS does talk to me. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's one of those things that, you know, monetary value is important to me, but there, there's a lot of, you know, uh, I feel like, uh, a lot of, how do I say this uh, in a very nice way? Yeah. I feel like there's just a lot of people that are in it for the wrong reasons, yeah. and they'll act like your friends when they're not necessarily yeah. your friends, you know. And uh, it's very, it's even more lonely when you realize that you you can't really necessarily trust a lot of people, you know. Um, yeah, uh, that's why you got to find the find the right friends, find the right partner, and uh, just keep going on with your uh, content creation. Yeah, I, you know, this past Christmas or you know drop time, I heard some stories and it was just like yeah, it's kind of sad to hear, but you know that's yep. life. It's just you it's, know the way it goes. It's it's a competition. Yeah, that's that's streaming. You know, like I'm not gonna beat around the bush. It yep. is a competition. You're trying to do better than, yep. um, you're trying to do better than somebody else, and you can you know compare yourself to others. But uh, I think something that I I take into heart all the time is you know 
the only person that I'm trying to be better than today is my myself yesterday. Yes. You know, yep. so um, I do know comparison is the thief of joy. I do know such <laughs> thing as comparing myself to other creators and I yeah. try and do my do my own thing. Yeah. And the other aspect of the, that sort of loneliness aspect from a content creator, if you're just, mm-hmm. you know, play, if you're like just you and your your community, you're not having any human interact or, you know, sort of, yeah. you're, you're, it's really, you're just physical chat. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And it's, you know, if you're gr- doing that grind eight to 10 hours a day, it's, 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 it takes it, an yeah. effect on you. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm a very social person when it comes to like I'm shy when I meet somebody IRL, but uh, when I truly get down to know them, I'm a very open and social person. Yeah. Like I'm very you know funny or you know just very uh, ecstatic yeah. you know to be there. Right. So um, I think that's something that I don't get from streaming is that that physical aspect, yeah. and I think that's something that's always very important to me. But um, unfortunately, you know. Uh, you can't really have that with streaming. So right. I try my best to hang out with friends outside of streams nice. to kind of get that, you know. That is so important because I think sometimes people get so focused on, I need to be on, on stream. If I'm not on stream, my mm-hmm. viewers are going to go down. And you need that yep. separation, you know. You do. You do. It's all a balance, you yeah, know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. And now what um, – if somebody was going to hit the go live button for the first time, what are some of the things mm-hmm. you would suggest to them? Some advice. Yeah. Uh, um, so I think one thing is the number one thing I probably would tell people is go into it with no expectations. I feel like a lot of people nowadays see all these, you know, they see Dr. Lupo or they see Pestilli and yeah. they see, you know, oh my gosh, you're doing really well in life, you know? And I think one thing that a lot of people, uh, uh, need to stop doing is kind of like looking at it as a job, like from when they, they're just starting because the the truth is you're going you're going to go downhill mentally yeah. uh, if you look at all your numbers and you you know wondering why you aren't doing well um, and I think that's very important is going into it with no expectations you know yeah. go into it have some fun see if you know you know see if you can you know have uh, some friends that you can game with yeah. you know sit down just game and see if you, see if it takes off you know yeah. uh, I think streaming is not for everybody I think that's something that I I should mention uh, I think that's very important for mm-hmm. a lot of people to hear. It's not for everybody, similar to how being a nurse is not for yep. everybody or being a doctor is not for everybody. Uh, streaming is not for everybody, and it's it's all just testing. You know, it's all just testing, like, what you want to do yep. um, and, you know, truly see if streaming is for you, you know? Yep. And, and, you know, that being said, it doesn't mean you can't be a part of a community if you don't stream. There's other ways. You yeah. know, just create your, you know, YouTube content, create shorts. Exactly. Be part of communities, be, you know, Try to be a mod or, you know, there's just so many different ways mm-hmm. you can be be involved. Yes, 100%. There's there's so many different ways that you can – or so many platforms you can yes. upload nowadays. You know, I've seen so many creative videos on TikTok. I've seen so many creative videos on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and there's there's also all those new platforms coming out, you know, yep. like, you know, you can do things on pa- Patreon if you wanted. Yeah. Like, there's so many great ideas out there. And, uh, you know, it's it might not be for you, but uh, you might as well try it out. Yep. You know, uh, you only live once, right? Yeah, absolutely. And now speaking of other platforms, so you said TikTok mm-hmm. was a big, you know, a big aid for you to bring, you know, get your you yeah. know, viewers over. What other, uh, you know, what is your your sort of content strategy? You, do you post to all platforms? Yes. So I post on all platforms. I do probably, um, sorry, I, I have this monitor on sleep mode apparently. <laughs> um, so it will go black sometimes, but uh uh, yeah, so I do um, I do a lot of different platforms. I do YouTube. I do YouTube Shorts. Yeah. I do, um, which is a big one, but YouTube Shorts, 
get in there, creators. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, Shorts is really good right now. Um, TikTok is a big hitter. And Instagram, I used to upload. I don't really do uh, Instagram nowadays just because, you know, kind of been taking a break from it. Yeah. Um, it's it's not really a, a fun platform right now for me. Yeah. So I don't really go on Instagram. Uh, Twitter, I upload like two two videos a week, you know, yeah. tweets here and there. And uh, I just try and keep people in the loop, you know. Uh, Discord is one. Uh, Discord seems to be going around towards like a platform route yeah. rather than, you know, a voice chat or a, like a voice chat yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but Discord is one that I always upload like little snippets and stuff in yeah. my Discord oh, as okay. sneak peeks and stuff. Um, I upload a lot everywhere. Yeah. Um, and I, I do a lot of scheduling to help with that. Nice. So I have time outside of stream. You know, yeah. you can upload YouTube or you can schedule YouTube shorts. A lot of people don't know that you can actually schedule TikToks, which, uh, all you have to do is just go on the browser TikTok. You can schedule it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's I schedule like ten days in advance. You know, so yeah. I have ten days oh, nice. to kind of do my own thing and you know kind of play with friends at night when yeah. I, rather than you know scheduling and editing. Right. That's a good idea. And now when it comes to like the YouTube Shorts, the TikToks, um, are mm -hmm. you? Is it like you create the one video and you go to both, or do both do TikTok get different content than what you could do on YouTube? Yeah, so um, my YouTube videos, my main YouTube, the Gino channel, um, yeah. <clears throat> that does long-form videos. We yeah. do full raid Fridays, um, which are just, like, full raids that, like, were crazy that week. Yeah. Um, like, for example, I had one this week where I had, like, an eight interchange or an eight-kill uh, interchange raid, and then I fell off the map in the middle of the map. Sneak peek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's one of the raids that we're going to do. Um, make a little thumbnail for it yeah. and, uh, go my way. Sunday highlights are just Sunday highlights. Yeah. Um, so after this, I'm just going to go, you know, uh, get a thumbnail done. Uh, I do have an editor. I should yeah. mention that. I don't do all, all my work. Um, my editor hits me up every Sunday morning, yeah. tells me how many TikToks I got for the week. I download them. Um, and then when I, when I upload the TikToks, I put them into a short folder. Yeah. And then the short folder, I put all the shorts into my youtube shorts so yeah. it's basically you know a kind of like a recycling system you yeah. know so i go from tiktok folder to shorts folder and then the shorts folder to like reserve folder or whatever yeah. you know where i have all my 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 past tiktoks and uh so that's how i do it okay. yeah okay cool and now how would <clears throat> what would you how would you describe the geno stream or the geno community to people if they're coming in for um, the first time what are they expecting mm -hmm. I think uh, I think one thing that I have always taken like uh, very uh, inspiration from is uh, let me get it right here is the lighthouse. Uh -huh. um, I always say that my stream is like a lighthouse, and I kind of got this term when I was in uh, when I was streaming during COVID. You know, a lot of people their lives were very gray, yeah. and a lot of them, you know, a lot of people in some very dark times. And I feel like my stream is that that beacon of light. You know, that's a uh, a beacon of hope that people need in their lives to just understand that it's, you know, keep going and you, you just gotta, you know, you just gotta keep doing your thing. Yeah. You know, you, uh, uh, my stream is that beacon of hope and that beacon of light to just prove to you that, you know, it is going to get better yeah. and, uh, you'll find your way eventually, you know? Ah, okay. Cause that's on your, I think on your Twitter, you have an icon or, mm -hmm. you know, part of your, your brand yep. is there's the lighthouse yep. there. Yeah. The stay safe, stay positive yes. lighthouse. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. All right. So now let's talk about. So you started in the, in the sort of a, uh, Counter Strike competitive. So mm -hmm. what? 
How would you describe that? How did you end up getting involved with a team and and doing the tournaments and things like that? Yeah, it was it was difficult. Um, there was a so there's a platform for Counter Strike. It's still around. It's called ESEA. Yeah. Um, there was a there was one called Face It Two, but Face It was kind of like uh, pugging, basically just random matches and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and so ESEA was more so team based, and so there was a league in there, and I think there's like a recruitment ad on there, so. To find my ads and or to find my um to find my teams and stuff, I would go in there, find a team that way. Um, but I actually did not mention this. At the age of like fourteen or fifteen, I made my own esports organization. Yeah. I had eleven teams all around the world, like contracted oh, wow. to just like you know the salaries were terrible. Yeah. You know, I was th- fourteen, right? I couldn't pay them <laughs> much. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had eleven teams from all around the world. So I kind of had an idea on how the you know, kind of find people. And I knew how to kind of like get in a team if I needed to. So uh, it was very hard, right? A lot of tryouts, a lot of, you know, trials that you had to go through with the team. Yeah. You know, a lot of question asking, interviewing. Um, But other than that, you know, I found some really good teams along the way and I I just kept going. Yeah. Oh, shoot. And now, you know, was what were some of the highlights of, you know, being a, a, you know, pro Counter Strike. I think I think it's kind of like asking a retired, you know, NFL player. Yeah. You know, what, what's the best thing about football? You know, I think the team environment is one hundred percent. You know, yeah. Uh, they were basically friends. You yeah. know, they were they were family at that point, right? We would play every night, practice every night. Yeah. Um, when we weren't playing Counter Strike, we were still probably in a Discord call together. Yeah. Um, and I think it, I think that atmosphere of you know, uh, douching back and forth between yeah. your buddies is just you know top notch, right? No matter the game, so. I think that's one of the best things that I, I miss about Counter-Strike is yeah. the team atmosphere. And now, you know, I always always hear about, oh, we're, you know, from the esports teams, they're practicing. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a practice, like, what are you, like, is there a format you guys are doing or just playing different yeah. maps? So, um, it depends on the team. Yeah. I was, uh, a bunch of different teams did a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, but the way that we did it is uh, probably the first hour of the night. So, we started uh, every day at, like, 8, ended around 12 or 1-ish. Yeah. Um, so, we did long long practices yeah. it wasn't you know just some hour long practice um so the first hour we uh went in if we had a match the day before yeah. we'd go back in the vod watch it kind of like a, a football okay, match yeah. you know just go back and watch uh see the mistakes that we made um rotations that were off you know smokes that were missed whatever yeah. um and then we would go into a, a a you know a private game we would throw smokes and you know practice strats because you know we had a game plan right we had, yeah. we named all these strats and we had like this playbook and stuff so oh, wow. we had to go in and kind of learn uh the different playbook uh and you know what smokes i'm going to be throwing yeah um and it didn't help that i switched around positions a lot because in counter-strike there are positions um i was the opper for a lot which yeah. is the sniper of the team um but I, the last team that I played for, I was a support, which means that I was kind of like backing up the entry frag, the guy that went in. Yeah. I was backing that guy up with flashes oh, wow. and throwing nades in. Um, so I had to practice a lot of different angles yeah. and stuff, um, which you can actually find if you, you know, are curious. Yeah. You can actually find in my YouTube. If you scroll all the way down, you yeah. can find some like smoke lineups that I used to do and stuff like that that I learned. Oh, cool. um, so the hour of that was just, you know, in a in a in a private match, just throwing smokes, learning strats, yeah. you know, getting the no things, um, and then we would go in the scrims. We would play other teams. Yeah, uh, we scrimmed Shroud's team twice. Yeah, uh, which it, it wasn't Cloud Nine when he was playing Counter Strike. Yeah. Then it was actually a team called Old Man's Club, um, and he created that with nothing uh, back in the day. They were like an open team. They yeah. basically were a bunch of you know retired pro players. And they kind of uh, 
they kind of continued on in the in open and stuff. And so we we scrimmed them twice. They demolished us twice. So is there, I probably so shouldn't tell a, you that, but that's a good you know a good <laughs> thing that I'd like to ask is like you know when you see like you know pro players like you like you wonder hey like pro sports players like yeah is there that much of a difference and it's like same like yeah, when you played yeah, Shroud like was it like night and day is like Shh. you it's so one thing I should mention is as a like semi professional player yeah one of the some of the hardest people to play against were um low levels yeah. and i don't mean that in a wrong way they were just unpredictable yes. you know when we're when we're going into a team uh game yeah we're expecting a team fight you know yeah. we are expecting a, a strat of some sort i can't really predict you know a silver you know jumping down from a balcony right and you know dropping down on me i can't expect that you know and they were the hardest players to play okay. against but i will say there was a reasonable difference. Like, you could tell Shroud and Nothing and all of them were pro players at one point. Yeah. You could tell 100% that those guys were them. Yeah. You know, they were the they were the guy. Um, and every time we would play a team that was in a different division than us, yeah. we could tell that they were just better. Yeah. Now, we were winning against them sometimes. We were, you know, taking them down. You know, it's, it's all a team game, right? right. So if you can outplay them team-wise, it was good. But... You can definitely tell. Yeah. Um, pro teams, like, uh, we played a few pro teams in some qualifiers and stuff like that. And I want to say we we lost, like, 16-2, 16-3. Yeah. Uh, we lost, like, got demolished. Yeah. Uh, every single time we played a pro team. And they, I'm, I'm telling you right now that they're on another level. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people watch and they're like, you know what? Maybe I could kill him. You know, no, you're not. No, you, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's really, really difficult. And uh, it's something that... Uh, I think a lot of people just don't realize how good they actually are, yeah. you know? Ah. So now, with all that being said, with, mm -hmm. you know, streets, um, not streets coming, but with Arena coming from Tarkov, mm -hmm. are you getting excited for that? That maybe yeah. some competitive aspect, like putting something yep. together with Evasion, I, or? <laughs> so, I, I can't say anything as of yet, but yep. I can say that um, my decision of making a, or trying to join a team is yep. 100%. Uh, I can confirm that I'm going to try and compete, whether that be professionally. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see it wh where the game goes. You know, yeah. it all depends on how the game comes out. Um, but I can I can confirm that I told stream multiple times that when this does happen, uh, whenever that might be, yeah. uh, I will be trying to compete in it. And I'll, I'll be trying to be a, a professional player nice. in that because I think I have the experience. You're right. I think I have the aim. I, I'm still young. You mm -hmm. know, I still got the reflexes and stuff, yeah. right? So uh, uh, I think that's something that I'm going to try and do 100%. Oh, cool. So now let's lead into Tarkov. What was your path mm -hmm. to that game? How did you end up finding that? So this is... is it, uh, this is a weird story. Um, I when I started video games, I think I, something that always amazed me were graphics. Yeah. I loved the graphics in games, and one thing that always amazed me, and this is weird to tell you, but I've told so many people now. Uh, what always amazed me was like tree graphics and grass graphics. Mm -hmm. You know, if it, like like foliage and stuff. You know, truly seeing. You know, if you could hide in you know the grass, right. like the long grass, right? And I saw Tarkov, and I was like. You know, like Tarkov, you can hide in long grass, yeah. you can hide in bushes, you know, you can hide in trees now. Um, it's one of those things that it's just, it's wonderful. Like, it's really good graphics, and the 
the foliage really caught my eye and I started it and uh, been playing it ever since, yeah. you know? So uh, I think that's something that really pulled me into the game. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I noticed like, I think the first, I don't know, the first six months I was playing the game, I was in a, in the grass and I would like move forward and it's like, Oh my God, the grass is between me yeah. and my eye and the scope is like, that's really, you know, yeah, it's, it's not really just, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you a hundred percent there. Oh, that's great. So now, what was the hook the game had it on had on you? Um, I think, I think the way that the game was, there was yeah. nothing out like it. You know, it's still nothing out like Tarkov. Right. You know, and uh, I think that's something that really caught my eye was you know there was nothing like this game, and there was a game that I think Counter Strike made me mad, but I think Tarkov makes me ten times madder. Yeah, you know, there are times in Tarkov that I genuinely like hate the game mm -hmm. and i would definitely go to twitter about it you know um i don't but yeah. there are times that i want to go to twitter about it um and i think that's something that really uh i think that's something that really caught my eye when it came to tarkov was how how mad it would make me because six years of counter-strike right i kind of lost my emotion with the video games yeah. and i don't like it sounds weird but um i was very like when I would play other games, I didn't really get jump scared or yeah. I didn't really um I didn't really get necessarily go into other games and have a blast with them. And yeah. Tarkov was the first game that was like, wow, I'm having a lot of fun and it makes my heart race, yes. you know? So yep. I think that's something that really caught my eye when I started Tarkov. Yeah. Yeah, the pucker moments, like there's no game that makes you pucker like this. Like your heart gets it, racing. There isn't. You know, whether you're yeah. through interchange by yourself and you see a three man walk by mm -hmm. you, and it's like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, that's... It, there is nothing like it. Literally nothing like it. And now, what was some of the hardest things to learn playing this game? Um, I think one of the hardest things to learn was... Uh, that's a good one. I think one of the hardest things to learn was extractions. Yeah. I think extractions... Um, when I played Counter-Strike, I was only on one monitor. So yeah. I didn't have two monitors, and I couldn't look at extractions. So that was the hardest for me. But uh, I think over the years, I think the hardest thing to kind of get down pat was... Uh, gun recoil yeah. and learning it and especially when they're changing it constantly yeah. it's very hard to learn it you know with counter-strike they've had the same spray patterns for 23 years right. you know what i'm saying yeah. so they aren't changing that anytime soon so um it was one of those things i could get in counter-strike learn the spray pattern and get that down pat but yeah. tarkov you can't really learn that you know especially when they're changing it and stuff like yeah. that um i think that's something that i still struggle with daily is learning the recoil pattern and uh truly learning what's uh what is good and what isn't when right. it comes to that type of thing. Yeah. And now for people playing the game or thinking about getting into the game, what kind mm -hmm. of advice would you give them to where should they start? Um, I think you should start an offline. If yeah. I, There's a lot of good uh, settings right now for offline. When I started, I don't even think there was offline. Yeah. Um, so take use of that, you know, go into an offline raid, see what you can do. Um, I would, maybe turn off scavs learn the extractions yep. you know it's it's the exact same as the same game uh you just go in learn them and uh and then when you feel like you want to hop in your own raid you know do so but uh i think that's something that a lot of creators or well a lot of people just don't tell you i think one thing that tarkov you need to learn from is your death and yes. um one thing that i think a lot of people like i just said don't mention is it's okay to die. Okay, yep. my first wipe, I think I had a 10% survival rate. Yeah. Get into the game. If you're going to get into the game, understand that 
every death you can learn something mm -hmm. from it whether it be ammo or what gun you were using or how you played it yeah you can learn something from it and i just want you to like truly take every single death if you're a new player take every single death as a learning experience and see what you can do with it you know um see what you can learn from and uh, i think that's one thing that i i've really been mentioning recently and i think that's very important for a lot of people yeah yeah and even you know i've been playing i've got thousands of hours and, and i mm -hmm. die and it's like yep i know what i did i shouldn't have ran i yep you know it's 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 just it's the game will punish you for the mistake you make and yeah it's quick to call cheat or desync or but it's you know a lot of it is just how you approach exactly engagements yep i told i told i tell my chat all the time tarkov is the big the biggest shoulda coulda woulda game yeah. you know you you could have done this you you would have done that you you know it's the biggest game where you can say shoulda coulda woulda after a death you yeah. know so um it's something that uh you 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 got to learn from it Absolutely. you know you got to learn from your experience yeah so now with the the new patch that we got dropped in uh you know around christmas time mm -hmm. what's your take on it are you enjoying it I like it. Now, I have never been somebody, I think the last time that I was like this uh, was Reserve. Yeah. And when Reserve kind of came out, um, I felt a connection with it. Yeah. You know, I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. But I think one thing that I've learned with new maps in Tarkov, especially nowadays, is that they're, they're liable to change, you yeah. know? So I've only played probably a dozen street time, yeah. uh, 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 um, you know, raids of streets, yeah. right? So... I think that's something that I just don't fall into is like the hype. Yeah. Um. I I like the new gun. I like you know all of the new stuff. I like the changes. Yeah. Um. I think the patch is one of the best patches besides you know all the uh, bugs yeah. which happens all the time. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. Um. I wish people sometimes you know sometimes I wish people would go back to August 2017 when I started in the, the first three minutes of the raid. You know, uh, you were moving on your screen, but scabs weren't moving. Uh -huh. Everybody was disconnected. And um, it would it was like a light switch, you know, the game would turn on and yeah. everything would move at once and it crashed your computer. Yeah. So um, at least we don't have that anymore. You know, knock on wood, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that's something that uh, a lot of people don't understand is how rough Tarkov was. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not rough now, but uh, there are a lot of bugs right now yeah. uh, that do ruin the game and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. And now how do you approach a new wipe? What is your strategy? Mm -hmm. Do you go for quests? Do you just try to get a certain loadout and yeah. you know, go there? Um, I think questing is my number one thing. Yeah. You know, I, I got to get the pocket watch before everybody else, yeah. you know? So uh, I think questing is number one. I go in with pistols early wipe, you yep. know, because not everybody else is going to be kitted. So right. I go in with pistols. Uh, don't really lose a lot of my gear early wipe. Um, and then when I start to kind of get some gear in my inventory, I'll start taking it out, taking backpacks. Um, but questing is 100% what I focus. Yeah. Um, every single wipe now for the past three wipes, it seems like I've got to like level 34, the one, the the level right before the thick items case, yeah. you know, item. Um, I get to level 34 and I stop questing. And then I let myself get 35 by just, you know, raid experience and stuff yeah. like that. And I stop questing. So yeah. I have not done a quest in a few weeks now. Um, not because I don't like doing them, but with how long I've been playing, um, it's, it's a little repetitive, yeah. you know, there's not a, really a way that they can change that. I know there's new quests and stuff right. that have come out, but they're nothing compared to, you know, there's not like a pocket watch new quest, you know, yes. there's not like a new pocket watch quest. So I think that's something that's, uh, it's just gotten repetitive. Yeah. So I don't really do them. And now do you play the game mainly as a solo or do you squat up often? 
solo 100 yeah. 98 of my raids are solo if you come into my stream you'll more than likely find me solo yeah um and i'll be honest with the the growth recently on tiktok there have been a lot of people that have come in and like gino can we play a raid yeah. and i i hate saying no it's very hard to say no you know that's why i have community days yeah that's why i you know allow myself a day you know to play with everybody and try and get people in um, but it, it really is hard saying no. And I, I've always been a solo person. Yeah. You know, I don't have anybody to blame, yeah. you know, afterwards, which can be a good and bad thing. But uh, I just I've never been somebody to really, really uh, enjoy playing with others. Now yeah. I do because of now because of content creation right. and how many good souls there are out there. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, if I'm just playing the game to have fun. I want to play solo, you know? Yeah, it, it, this game has shown me how bad we are as communicators. When you play with a three, four, five-person yeah. squad, mm -hmm. it's just, it gets crazy. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that I learned from Counter-Strike. Yeah. You know, I was, for a little bit in Counter-Strike, I was the IGL, the in-game leader. Yeah. So I would make the calls, you know, I'd make the, sh you know, I would make the playbook and stuff. Yeah. I think that's where I got, you know, all of my communication skills from when it comes to Tarkov yeah. is... You know, Counter-Strike, it allowed me to kind of sit back, relax, and, um, you know, call out things to where my teammate can understand. And one thing that's definitely hurt that is going solo for so long because yeah. I, I haven't got used to talking to people and stuff like that. Um, but I think that's something that I, I try to be really good at is communicating because I realized how important it was in Counter-Strike. Yeah, absolutely. And now I had Pest on a while ago, and we talked about mm -hmm. how Tarkov is sort of the perfect game to stream. Because mm -hmm. you have your sort of pre-raid, you have your going in. When you're yep. in raid, you're sort of focused on your, on your mission or your task at hand. And then when mm -hmm. you come out, it's back interacting with chat. Yeah, um, I think Pest had you know nailed it in the car, you know, nail in the coffee or whatever you know the saying is. Yeah. But uh, I think it's perfect. I think um, I think one thing that a lot of people don't or a, a lot of people do talk about, but one thing that something that Pest might not have mentioned is the community. You yeah. know, the community is just wonderful. Yes. Um, it's by far nothing compared to Counter-Strike. And I know, um, you know, with uh, a lot of people coming in nowadays, it's been a little toxic here and there, a lot of drama. Yeah. But other than that, man, everybody's so supportive of yes. each other, you know. And uh, I think Tarkov is a perfect game to stream. Um, even when I'm in raid, you yeah. know, I play Shoreline a lot. I jump out of balconies. Yeah. Um, and that, that run to Shoreline allows me to talk to chat right. so much you know even if it, i am in a raid i feel like it it gives me a, a like a prime opportunity uh you know ask how people's their days yeah. are going or you know start a poll or you know what i do a lot is say you know uh really crazy food takes yeah. you know and everybody freaks out you know like <laughs> how do you how could you say that you know it gets political in there you know <laughs> so uh that's definitely something that's uh i love about tarkov yeah. is how much downtime you have in a mm -hmm. good way, you know? Yeah, because, like, in COD or Fortnite, you don't have, like, it's just run, mm -hmm. die, run, die, yep. or... run, die, yep. And and you don't have those moments of, like, okay, you know, let me kid out while I'm kidding out. I'm looking mm -hmm. at chat, and it's just... I think the interactions you get are, are sort of better that way. 100%. I, I fully <clears throat> agree with that. And now, part of Evasion, right? Yes, I am a part of Evasion. I am a... Uh, evasion member yeah i was actually you know not to flex or anything but i was a part of evasion um when they actually so i forget who it was i i feel really bad forgetting um but back in i want to say september uh 2021 uh i got a um i was doing a similar podcast with sigma yeah. with her um streamer class yeah um and so i was doing that and then afterwards 
she she calls me and she was like, "Hey, you want to be a part of Evasion?" I'm like, "Well, I've been watching Evasion members since <laughs> right. I was I started. Like, what do you mean? Do I want to be part of Evasion? You know?" Uh, and I think that was. It, it was just a wonderful moment, you know. I told yeah. my mom afterwards. I was I was freaking out, right? Um, but w the reason that that happened is that they actually lost a member. They actually ha used to have ten original members. Yeah. Um, when they started Evasion, I believe, and then one of them, I forget who it was. That's why I feel so bad. Uh, they kind of left, I believe. Yeah. I think they left on their own terms, and Sigma had an opening, so. Uh, she decided to ask me, and I, I, I've been grateful ever since, you oh, know. Man. A lot of people have now come into Evasion, which is wonderful. Yep. We have a lot of great content creators in the in the, in the the team right now, and uh, I'm so I'm so excited for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're all good people. You know, I've had a whole mm -hmm. bunch of the Evasion folks on. I've had Sigma on, and it's mm -hmm. just everybody, you know, again, all of the people in the back end that run the tournaments and the events, they're all volunteers, and they all are, they're all bought in. They're all, you yeah. know, yeah, it's, it's like a uh, family. One of those things again, man. The community is just great. You know, yeah. there's you would you would have to go pay people, you know, in cheeseburgers in Counter Strike <laughs> if you wanted to get volunteers. You know, yeah. Like um, it was, it's crazy. The the community is so so supportive. Um, there's a lot of people that just genuinely love each other. You yeah. know, love you know content, and uh, it's great to see. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. So now you uh, do you stream any other games, or Tarkov is really your main game? Tarkov is my main game. Yeah. Um, now, I am waiting for the right opportunity. I think if the, a game comes out that... Um, because over the years in Tarkov, I, I still love the game. I still love streaming it. Yeah. Um, but that feeling of, you know, my heart racing, I don't really get that anymore, yeah. um, unfortunately, just because it is my job now. I do play it for a living, so yeah. I'm almost forced to play. Um, even though, you know, I like I just said, I, I still love the game. It's a great game. Yeah. Um, but I don't get that feeling anymore, and I think... Uh, I think if I find a game that truly gives me that feeling and it, it's something like Tarkov to where uh, I have some downtime and yeah. it's like the perfect game, I think I've always I've always told myself, man, that uh, I want to become the past silly yeah. in a video game. You know, I want to I want to become the the OG, right? The guy that yeah. creates all the videos, and I have the I have the energy, I have the motivation to do it. I just need to find the right game yeah. and. Uh, I, I could do it with Tarkov, but there's just so many videos out there now, you know. Right. Uh, this quest, you know, these new quests, <clears throat> right? There are probably eight videos out, you know, the day of yeah. the game releasing. And it, it's it's really hard to keep up, you know. It, it's uh, one of those things where I, I want to try and become a, a front runner of a video game, right. just like Pestily did with Tarkov. Yeah. Yeah, and I know over the last couple of years, we've had a couple of games, you know, scratch that or try to touch it with Dark and mm -hmm. Darker, Marauders, The Cycle. To me, though, they they didn't they don't scratch that itch. They come, you know, nope. they're just not the same same vibe. Mm -hmm. Nope. Uh, I think I think one thing I can say for certain is that Tarkov is will not be re replicated, and I don't mean that it, it will like I'm saying T for T. Yeah. I don't think it will ever come close to another video game. Um, now, if it does, it's it it can happen. Yeah. Um, but. Tarkov is one of the games where you you can't replicate it. You know, you can't you can't um, create something just like it. It's not going to happen. Um, and I think one thing that I always compare it to, we brought it up a lot already, is Counter Strike. Yeah. And a lot of games tried to create like a, a first person shooter like Counter Strike. Now Valorant is the closest one. Yeah. Um, some people argue that Valorant's better, um, but uh, you know nothing will be OG Counter Strike. You know. Um, and I think Tarkov is the 
the counter-strike yeah. of survival shooters. You know, I think there is going to be nothing that ever comes close. Mm -hmm. um, and if it does, I, I also think, I, I've said this before, I think competition is a good thing. Yes. You know, Android wouldn't be anything without Apple, mm -hmm. and Apple wouldn't be anything without Android. And I think that debate, you know, Android versus Apple, has done a lot for them, th those two companies, yeah. you know. And even if something does come out, and I, I've, I've loved seeing, you know, Dark and Darker come out, yeah. and Marauders, and um, uh, what was the other one? The what Cycle. Was, uh, the Cycle, yeah. Th those come out. I love seeing those come out, not because I'm going to play it, but because it kind of pushes Battlestate a little bit, you right. know. It's yeah. like oh my God, this game is coming out. Everybody's hype about it. You know, what are we going to do? You yeah. know, it pushes game developers to do more. You yeah. know, it really and, does. And now, you know, being a main Tarkov content creator, how, you know, because last summer was, a, it seemed like it was a tough time for a lot of people because that, yeah, the excitement for Tarkov dropped off quickly because that patch mm -hmm. that we got in the summer wasn't really full of a lot of great stuff, new content yeah. and things like that. Exactly. And, and we saw a lot of content creators branch out and, you know, start playing other games, which I think is a good thing to... to... I think, yeah, I think as a streamer, it's incredibly hard to do so um variety yeah uh i have never been able to take that jump not because i don't want to but just because uh it's it's really difficult yeah. it really is um uh you'll notice a lot of the big streamers nowadays they always started on one game yeah. you know they always started you know shroud for example counter-strike went to PUBG, uh summit uh summit's like the only one that i can think he started a little variety like the entire time you know yeah. we you know all those big streamers started on something landmark uh yeah you know, Tarkov, Pesili, or Tar Pesili, yeah. uh, Tarkov, right? Um, and I think that's something that's, uh, I, I've just been sticking through until I find the right game. Yeah. You know, uh, it was a really rough time last summer. A lot of hype around Tarkov uh, diminished. But uh, I think with Tarkov, one of the best things about it is that, you know, let's say the game does start dying, which yeah. I don't think it's dying uh, whatsoever. Um, I think it's it's really popular yeah. still. Um I think one thing that's just cool about Tarkov is that all they have to say is a wipe, you know, yeah. like and you're getting majority of players back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just promise us some updates, promise up maybe mm -hmm. an, a map addition, some new guns, some new armor, and we'll be happy. Yeah. You know, so uh, a lot of people will come back. And I think that's something that a lot of games can't say, you know, right. Counter-Strike, if it starts dying, you know, it can't really come out with something like a, it, it cannot come out with a new map, but it, it's not going to do justice like Tarkov wiping, right, you know. Yeah, and I, th I think Tar uh, Battlestate does a good job balancing the social media, what they do on social media hooks mm -hmm. into tying back to the game. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's really done well for them. One hundred percent, their TikToks are phenomenal yeah. recently. Yeah. <laughs> They're hilarious, and also how they you know sort of hint at things that happening in the game, like tying like you know the story of Kill, uh, story of mm -hmm. Killa and Gluhar into you know what's happening in the it's... game. And I've never seen that. Yeah. I've never seen like I've seen the killer thing. Yeah. I've I've never seen what Battlestate has done with the different stories. Right. I've never seen you know, oh, uh, we're gonna wipe in a week, but we're gonna not tell them until like a day or two beforehand. But we're gonna have a weather event. We're right. gonna have a forecast. We're gonna make it like even the the work that they put in making those yes. screenshots. It just is wonderful stuff, you know. So. Um, props to Battle State and props to doing that because I've never seen a game do similar to that. Right, yeah. No, I think it's really well done. So now, how would you describe the Geno community? Um, very positive. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of done a little, uh, I, I, my, my main mod said this the other day, or well, the other week, uh, he mentioned it's a, 
we've kind of gone through a roster change recently. Yeah. You know, there's been a lot of people coming in and out, and we love them. You know, I I don't have a uh, I don't have a a singular hate bone in my body. There's yeah. no, there's no way I can hate somebody. Um, I've always lived like a, a life of you know people do things for them, and uh, that's okay. You know, just got to do things for me, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's one thing that we've done recently is uh, allowed ourselves to find a very positive community you know and i think we've gone through a lot of um people you know uh a lot of great people have come in and out of my life recently i love it um but i i feel like we've gone through a really good change recently to where just everybody is so positive you know yeah and we have a somebody come in for happy birthday i sing them happy birthday that's yeah. what i've always done um but everybody says like feels birthday man in chat or happy birthday like that's just wonderful you know yeah and uh if somebody's having a bad day, we lift them up with us. You that's know, it, it's one of those things. And I, I, we're just a really positive bunch right now. It's it's great. Oh, that's good to hear. So now, you know, when you hit the, you know, disconnect button for the day, what, what mm -hmm. happens after? What are some of the things you like to do? I, I, you know, we talked a little bit um, like football, yeah. a lot of tweets from you on working out, going to yep. the gym. I was just about to mention that the gym has been a big one for me recently. So I probably end around three, yeah. three-ish every day. Um, I've been doing some night streams. Those have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, allowed to see some people that I don't really get to see while they're working and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I go to the gym right after a stream, uh, allow myself to get, you know, that runner's high, that, you know, that lifter's high or yeah. whatever. You know, it's it's wonderful, man. Uh, you, you really feel good after a workout, right? Yeah. So um, I think that's something that I've, I've, I'm going to continue to do. Uh, I work out for a few hours after stream. I get home. If I'm not streaming... Uh, I've been playing some uh, some Valheim with yeah. a mod of mine. Um, that's been a lot of fun recently. Uh, and other than that, you know, I, I, I try and focus my mental health. Yeah. You know, I if I'm having a bad day, I I tell myself to feel it. You know, don't don't, you know, put it aside. Right. Right. If Because if I put it aside, my stream's going to suffer the next morning, yeah. you know. So I, I truly tell myself to feel things. If I'm having a rough day, you know, I'll get, my, you know, maybe some good food yeah. or, you know, uh, I'll order out and I, I just I really feel like a lot of creators don't take care of their mental health mm -hmm. and I wish I could tell them you know take care of it right yep. because that's that's the only thing that you can do with streaming is you know the, whatever you're guaranteed with streaming you know you gotta you gotta maintain a a positive mental health yep. you know a and, clear um, mind and just yeah. exactly and uh, I, I play games off stream which is rare if yep. you told me that a few months ago I wouldn't have believed you because I, I don't really play games off stream but I've been playing some games off stream. Uh, I stream, spend a lot of family time, spend yeah. time with my mom, watch TV, nice. you know, watch TikToks. Um, I also am a huge avid of what I call vibe drives. Yeah. I go on drives, listen to really good music. Um, sometimes if oh, I'm nice. in, a, in, you know, in sad, in a sad mood, yeah. I listen to some sad music. You know, yeah. allow myself to kind of feel things. Um, just go around driving. Uh, we have some back roads around here. You know, my town is incredibly small, so we don't really have much to do. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> Driving around, you know, the back roads and stuff, you know, going through uh, different roads back in, you know, basically cornfields, right? So uh, <laughs> it allows me to really, you know, get my mental health right. Yeah. I love vibe drives. Cool. And now what uh, what shows have you been watching these days? Um, Like shows as in like TV, TV shows? Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I don't watch a lot of TV. If I go in with uh, – if my mom's watching TV, yeah. I watch whatever she's watching. So she watches uh, – um like baking whatever that like baking tournament is oh, that okay. show um she watches a lot of like diners driving yeah. drive-ins and dives you know all of that uh that food network 
Um, she watches QVC from time to time, oh which I God. usually turn yeah. on TikTok. So <laughs> I don't really like that. Yeah. Um, so I'll turn on TikTok. But if I'm if I'm in there watching TV, I'm more than likely on my on my phone or uh, I'm playing out with mom. That's yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Right. Just having that uh, that atmosphere. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. So what do you got planned for this year? Any goals you got you, you want to hit or any, any trips yeah. coming up? Um, so my one goal that I, I actually want to see if I can work on today is exactly what we're doing right now is a um, Saturday morning Gino podcast. Nice. And um, I think it's uh, one of those things I'm really excited about. Um, I, re- I want to put in a lot of uh, time and effort into it. I'm never going to come close to Tardux. Let me tell you that. But uh, <laughs> I am going to try my best. Um, it's fun, uh, man. You're going to have a blast just, with it. Yeah. And I just love talking to people. I love yeah. social. Like this is my, I love asking questions and getting questions asked of me. Yeah. This is my favorite part. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was so ecstatic to come on here today is because I love just questions asked, you yeah. know? Um, so the podcast is one of them. Uh, we have some big things planned this year. Uh, become a business owner. Yeah. Can't really, you know, explain what that is. So yeah. I'll, I'll keep that in the secrets. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. Cool. Um, uh, we have some, you know, things around the stream that we have to get done, you know, update Discord, see if we yeah. can get Discord partnership, YouTube partner, um, all of that stuff. I think those are just, you know, goals that I keep myself busy with. You know, nice. I think that's very part or important of content creation is allowing yourself to be busy at all times, yeah. you know. Excellent. Cool. Well, hey, Gino. Oh, where does the name come from? Oh, uh, so I, I kind of wish, uh, you know, I was kind of hoping you didn't ask this, but I, I tell it on stream all the time. Um, it actually, it's terrible. Uh, so I'll tell the, the full origin story real okay. quick. Um, uh, so I played Rust for a while uh, before Counter-Strike or during Counter-Strike. Yeah. I just played Rust in my meantime. Um, and so I had a, a name called Extinction. And so we had a Rust clan, me and my buddy, uh, my IRL buddy had yeah. a Rust clan. And we betrayed them one night because they were douchebags to us, you know? Oh. So we betrayed them. And uh, it was, you know, a toxic little 13-year-old Gino, right? <laughs> uh, uh, just, you know, running around being a brat. Yeah. But uh, we, we betrayed them one night. And um, so we got kicked from the clan, clearly. Yeah. Uh, we stayed on the server. And we actually joined another clan. And they were much nicer. Yeah. But the problem was we eventually allied with the clan that we betrayed. Oh. So we, we were friends with them. Oh, okay. So they were like... They they kind of will know if you are on it because your name. Yeah. And they were like, you might want to change your name. So we did some like identity theft in Russ, you know. Oh, so, uh, um, so I came up with the name and I saw it in Counter Strike once. It's terrible. I know. Yeah. Uh, genocide. Okay. Uh, yeah. I saw genocide and it's similar to extinction. You yeah. know, extinction. You know. Right. Uh, all of that. So it's kind of like a synonym. Okay. So I changed it to uh, genocide. And then over the years, I realized how bad it was. <laughs> and so I've just been, you know, I, I went back to Gino. Yeah. Um, and you know how social media is. You can't get names for shit nowadays. No. So um, I, I did Gino with one O, didn't work. Gino with two O's, did not work. Gino with three O's, <laughs> finally worked. So uh, there we that's go. where I got Gino from. Awesome. Yep. All right. Well, hey, dude, you survived the podcast. And at the end of the podcast, I asked people to shout out somebody that probably should, uh, they have a good story that they should come on the pod. Um, well, I would shout out my mom. I think my mom would be a good one. But, uh, uh, if I'm, if I'm thinking of somebody, uh, you've had a lot of people here. Um, there are a lot of great people nowadays. Um, but I think, uh, a a good friend of mine recently, uh, that I want to shout out is, uh, Taylor, Taze GG. I think she has some wonderful stories, um, whether they're raunchy or not. 
it's all That's good. for you to decide. Um, <laughs> but uh, Taylor is is a wonderful human being. She has a great personality, and I think uh, I think she'd have a, a lot of great stories here. All right, we'll get uh, her to tell then. you. <laughs> All right. That's well, awesome. hey, dude, thank you so much, and enjoy the Super thank Bowl today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.